street epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn. Please follow me on Twitter at MagnaBosco or on Facebook and YouTube at MagnaBosco210. You can learn more about street epistemology at streetepistemology.com. Okay, I hear you. Hello, ladies. How are you? I think I'm good. Do you want or both of you have time for an interview? I'm doing some street epistemology. Have you heard of it? Street epistemology is where you, it's a conversational technique where you, you figure out a claim that somebody makes because they think that it's true. Like you might think that, uh, I don't know, everything happens for a reason. Or if I bury the statue in my backyard, it's gonna help sell my mom's house faster. Or that, that war, the ball, the, the wall at the border is a really good idea. Um, karma, whatever. Yeah. Ghosts. Lucky numbers. I actually just talked to a woman about lucky numbers. Uh, she was born on the 14th. Mm -hmm. So she thinks that the, that number has some sort of special meaning. And she has a tendency to win at carnivals more oh. when she goes with 14. Wow, wow. So it's just stuff like that. And, and I set a timer for four minutes and I ask you questions to gently challenge you in a respectful way what you think is true, why you think it's true, and how you're so sure that your reasons warrant a high degree of certainty that it really is true and real. Okay. Do you, either go one of you? first, because I feel okay. like I'm not sure. Yeah? Yeah, let her go first and then I'll kind of- Do you want to, would you like to be my helper? Yeah. You want to be my assistant? Okay. Are you cool with that? Yeah. Okay. Can we stand over here so I can record it? Okay. Okay, what's your names? Um, Noella. Noella? Yeah. You're Noella? Yeah. Hi. Hafsa. Hafsa? Nice to meet you. I'm going to have to write, write those names down. Let me do Noella first. N-O-E? L-L-A. L-A. Okay. And? Hafsa. H-A-F-S-A. Hafsa. Yes. Oh, very nice. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate you stopping. So I think I'm going to, I'm going to uh, start that. I'm going to pivot this way just to block the wind. And if you two wouldn't mind standing there, I think that would be perfect. Yeah, I'd really appreciate you stopping. Okay, you wanna be my assistant? Yeah. Okay, and you can stand there too. Okay. So just to clue you in, and this is good for you to listen to as well. Maybe while I'm talking to her, you can think of the topic that you, wanna, you want us to explore with you. In order to be my assistant, there's a couple things we have to do. Uh, first of all, it's really important that we listen to her and if she says a word that we're not exactly sure what it means, we can ask her for a definition. Mm -hmm. uh, when we ask her a question, let's give her plenty of time to think about a response. We don't want to rush her. Mm -hmm. We don't want to confuse any of us. If any of us gets confused at any point during the interview, then we've dropped the ball. Mm -hmm. That's on us, okay? So the idea here is to truly understand what she thinks is true, why she thinks it's true, and how, she's, how she could be so sure that those reasons justify being extremely confident that it's really true okay i have nothing to talk <laughs> like i'm trying to think I he's gonna ask you you're gonna ask questions right? well i would like her i would like you um hafsa to pick the topic because i could pick a topic that you don't really think is true and then that make for a kind of boring conversation a topic that could really be valuable to discuss would be something that you're so sure is true that it motivates you to behave in a different way. So maybe you avoid stepping on cracks because you're sure that you'll get bad luck. Or uh, before you go to bed, 
uh, on the Friday of the 13th, you have to make sure that you light some incense to ward off the evil spirits or something, or, or anything along those lines. It could even be your stance on a political claim or whatever. Oh my God. <laughs> and if you're still struggling for a topic, there's a fun little thought experiment we can do. Okay, we can do that. Okay. <clears throat> I have this box of candies. I haven't counted them, and, and I've, I've even pulled a few out earlier today. I'm probably due for another one. <laughs> what I'm wondering is if you agree that the total number of pieces in this container can either be even or odd. It can't be odd and even simultaneously. It can't be both. It has to be one or the other. Do you agree with that? No. No. Hmm. Mm. Okay. When we get an answer like that, we want to be like, hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm. Would you mind telling us a little bit more about what you mean by that? Because you say that you give someone one, right? So like... Hmm. Mm. That's... Yes. Um, it is conceivable that... Uh, well, I've consumed one earlier today. Mm -hmm. Or two. But what I'm wondering is if we were to seal this box, no one's touching it, no one's gonna, you can even hold it if you want. Nobody's gonna tamper with it. Do you agree that as it stands right now, the total number of pieces in the container is either even or odd? Even. You're guessing even. Yeah, even. If we counted them up and we came up with 22, we all tend to agree that that's an even number. Yeah. If somebody said, I think that there's an odd number in there, would you agree that that person would be mistaken? I'm confused. Hmm, really? Do you want to try repeating it for her? Yeah, so you said even, right? Okay. If somebody else says there's an odd, odd number, number so let's say like 23 uh -huh. instead of 22, would you say that that person is mistaken, that you're sure that it's even, right? If all three of us count them up and come up with 22, mm -hmm. and the next person that walks by just yells, I think there's 23 in there. Would you agree that that person would be mistaken with their claim? No, they may be right. If we counted 22 and some person walking by yells 23, 23. that oh, that person would be correct? No. They would be mistaken? Yes. Okay. If as that person's running up the stairs and he says, it's my truth, it's true for me, and he bounds up the stairs and we never see him again, would he be factually correct? No. No. Okay. No. Can I say something? Yes, of course. Okay, so I think that person might be correct or he might be wrong. The only reason that we think he's wrong is because we know. Yeah. We already counted the, mm. those. So he's just guessing. He's guessing, running up the stairs and yeah. going with 23. Yeah. The three of us understand that in reality there's 22. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Would he be mistaken as he's walking to his car and getting ready to go home for spring break? Would he be incorrect in his view that there was 23 in there? If we knew for sure that there was 22? I would not say he was incorrect. He would think he's correct. Yeah. Would, he, would he be correct in reality? No, no he would be wrong. He, he would be mistaken in reality yeah. by thinking that there's 23 in there. Yeah. Okay, if he decided, you know what, what are you guys doing over there? And he comes back down yeah. and then he's able to validate the, the number of pieces. Then what do you think he would say? He'd be like, oh, it's 22. I was wrong. Okay. okay. Yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah, he'll, he'll know that he was wrong. Like, he was okay. He would have a way to change his view. Yeah. Because he had more information, more he, evidence. He actually he could even count them. It, yeah. He could even yeah. count them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Now, I suppose it's possible that he can have a, a Tic Tac with him and yeah. add it to the mix as we're counting them and throw us off. But uh, I mean, I suppose that's possible, right? Yeah. I don't want to make this more complicated than it needs to be. But in that event, if we count to 23, it's conceivable that the three of us miscounted. Mm -hmm. And he really was correct, even though he just guessed. Yeah. Okay. So the idea with this is to see if you agree that there is an objective truth, that there are facts and then there are opinions or guesses. Mm -hmm. He would have guessed and run up the stairs. Yeah. He could have been mistaken in his guess. Uh, he didn't have the factual truth of the matter. Yeah. We did because we counted them. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. That was a thought experiment that I tend to find to be really useful before we even get to a claim that you tend to make because you think that it's true. Oh, yeah. So do you want to end it on the thought experiment or do you want to shift gears and examine a claim that you think is true? Like, say something that you think is true, but yeah. other people might have other opinions. Well, I'm I, a mom's mom. So you said something really interesting. Hold on. Um, Noella said something really interesting. She said, pick something that you think is true that somebody else might have a different opinion on. And I'm not so much interested in opinions and preferences or guesses. I'm interested in something that you think is really true and real, objectively, factually true, like the number of pieces in here. Mm. I'm a mom's mom. That's You're a mom's mom. What does that mean? <laughs> Clue me in on that one. I will say. Do you I'm, know what she means? No, no, she made a mistake. I made a mistake. I will say that I'm a mom's uh, daughter. Is that like? A... You're a mom's daughter. No, I'm a, my mom. Oh, this is the claim that you're willing to make. Yeah. Okay. This could be fun. My mom is my mom, and I'm. I see. There's an individual who you call mom, mm -hmm. and you think that she's really your mom. Okay. We can explore that. So what do you think would be a good first question to ask your friend here about her claim? What makes you think that she's your mom? Excellent question. Does she give birth to me? How do you know? Because she gave birth to me. Mm -hmm. How do you know that that's the case? Yeah. Great question. Um, she has pictures that she was carrying me when I was a baby. And um, mm. I have like body structures that like look like hers. Mm, mm. Interesting. I'm wondering how sure you are on a scale from zero to 100 that this is real and true. Yeah. Where 100% would be there's no question in my mind, there's no doubt. And zero would be all I have is questions, all I have is doubt. I'm 100% sure. You're 100% sure that the woman who you are calling your mom really is your biological mother? Mm -hmm. Okay. What do you think about her 100%? Um, I'm not sure. What do you mean? Do you think a person could be 100% about anything? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Do you think there's any chance whatsoever that your friend could be mistaken? Okay, yeah. so what would be a good question to ask your friend here to gently challenge her claim that the woman that you think is your mom really is your mom? First, you say your body structure, right, is the same as your mom's. And there is plenty of people in the world. And I'm pretty sure if you just go in the mall, you could get somebody who looks <laughs> exactly like you. 
and put there, and they might think they look like their mom, your mom, right? So that, why does that make you, why does that make you think that, you know, you're your mom's daughter just because mm. of you? Great question. Can you repeat back her question to make sure that we conveyed it to you properly? Yeah. What do you think she just asked you there? Um, Cause like, out there, there's someone who looks exactly like my mom, and I look exactly like them. So I mean, my mom may not be my mom because I look like someone else's uh, mm. daughter. Okay. And what do you think about her her raising this potential monkey wrench in your hypothesis that you're 100% sure that this is actually your mom? She may be right, because I've been around people who look like me, <laughs> and people think that they're my siblings, or that's my mom, or something like that, mm. you know? So her her question has a little bit of merit to it. It, it might not be, I mean, we're not, I'm not trying to harsh your mom here or anything yeah. or, or your heritage or whatever, but I think it is a fair question. There are other people that could very well look like your mom. Mm -hmm. um, and that was one of the reasons why you think that she really is your mom is because while well, she looked, you have characteristics of her. Mm -hmm. And if there are other people that could have those characteristics, is that a really good justification for being 100% sure, you can't be mistaken on this, that she's really your mom? What's that? I say, it's not like a good justification. I say what? I'm, it's not a good justification. That's not a good justification yeah. for being 100% sure. Yeah. Okay. Let's revisit her level of confidence of being 100% sure that the woman who claims to be her mom really is her mom in reality. Do you want to ask her a question to challenge her confidence level now in a respectful way? And you're being a really good sport here too, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> um, oh my God, I don't know. Can you give me like a hint? How about something like, um, you mentioned that you were 100% sure and you couldn't be mistaken. Now that we've had this talk, where are you at now with regards to your certainty that this is true? Mm. Maybe something like that. So when he asked on the scale to zero to 100, you're like, I'm 100% sure, right? Mm -hmm. But when I said that there are people who look like your mom and they, you could be their daughter instead of your mom's daughter. And you were like, oh, she's right. So are you still in the 100? I'm on 99.9%. <laughs> That. Okay. Or okay. 98. But like, if I do a DNA and we have the same blood, then she's my mom. Okay, so it sounds like what what you were saying is that 100% certainty on this particular claim, even though it's fairly likely to be, to be true, 100% mm -hmm. certainty might not be the most accurate spot to be because of the very reason that your friend here mentioned. And then you were saying, well, I might actually find something that could bring me up to 100. Yeah. But now you, you got me wondering if it really would, because now I'm thinking if you did a DNA test, it could be an indication that there are other family members that could be the candidate and not really the woman who's saying that she's your mom. So I'm wondering, would that still, would that move you to a hundred, a DNA test? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> nah. 
unknown. So I, I really appreciate you thinking about it. And that kind of reflectful thinking is exactly what we're looking for. Mm -hmm. And moving off of ledges of certainty, like I'm 100% sure that this is true. Well, after a few questions, you change your mind. maybe I'm willing to be a little bit more open to the possibility that I could be mistaken on mm -hmm. it. And I thought that was a really good example of, of how to go about doing that. Mm -hmm. And you were fantastic. You're a natural Thank at this, you. by the way. <laughs> so let me give you a sticker. Thank you. And this is your time to ask me any questions mm -hmm. that you'd like. If, if you want to know where I stand on the same claim or if you want to ask me more about what I'm doing, that's fine. Um, Here's a card. This Street epistemology is a hobby of mine mm -hmm. where it's a way of engaging in a conversation where you're you're challenging a person's claim that they make where it's respectful. Mm -hmm. You're asking questions, you're listening, you're not misrepresenting. We want to actually steel man your view. We don't want to make a straw man out of it and knock mm -hmm. it down. We want to build the strongest argument for your position with you and then see if you can still be 100% sure that that's the case. Mm -hmm. okay. So it's a tool. It's yeah. a tool that I hope you look into you. and maybe end up using it going forward in your career because yeah. You know, you, it won't be long before you guys are going to get jobs. Actually, and you could probably use this in the workplace. She was talking about it when she came. She's a freshman, right? Mm -hmm. When she came, mm. she wanted to be a pediatrician. But when we were coming down the stairs, she was like, I don't think I want to be a pediatrician anymore. And then huh. I was like, I see you being like a social work. And then she said she took quizzes, right? Yeah, a lot of quizzes. The online, online quizzes. That, mm. Yeah. So I guess, you know, it could even, she think she might be a social worker. Mm -hmm. So I guess this could be used to kind of like challenge her yeah. and be, right. you know, ask her. So I noticed when you were relaying that story, which is perfect, you said, I think you would be good at this. Yeah. A different approach, if we were doing street epistemology, it might be like, well, what do you see yourself doing? Mm -hmm. What do you think you're good at? What do you find yourself being drawn to? I see that you're studying this. Is this really what you want to be studying? Or if we had the ability to rerun the, the clock and make you a freshman again, what would you study? You know, leave these open-ended questions and let her reveal the answer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you, you really are a natural at this and you did a fantastic job as well. And yeah. uh, high five, awesome. <laughs> and as a parting gift, I'd like to have you each take one of these pieces. Mm -hmm. The idea here is to incentivize you to come back for the other two so you can build out the set because Street epistemology questions can get the gears going. Mm -hmm. So go ahead and take a color. Want to go blue? Yellow. Okay. Okay. Thank, I, you. thank you so very thank much for your time. You. That was fantastic. Thank you. All right. Thank you. I hope you enjoy the break too. See ya. Street epistemology is a technique by Dr. Peter Bogosian in his book, A Manual for Creating Atheists, and his Android and iOS app, Atheos.